Chapter Thirteen of Almond Blossom. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Almond Blossom by Olive Wadsley. Chapter Thirteen. This is the last one rose that's left. This rose I send, although my empty garden lies bereft where bare boughs bend. As I have given my rest, my best, my fairest, and my costliest, all that I had, or was, or could, or knew, for you. But why has Pan gone? Doro asked. He was wired for, a Paris wire, business, Tony said curtly. But, but he never said good-bye. Why on earth should he? Tony exploded. Good Lord, his departures and arrivals are not matters of state, are they? No, of course not, Doro said, that little piteous note in her voice. "'Go and change, and ride round with me,' Tony suggested. "'I'll wait for you.' Doro went obediently, as well ride round as sit alone, or do anything else, now Pan had gone. She let Amelia help her into her riding-kit, in silence. The news of Pan's departure seemed to have stunned her. There seemed now nothing left to do or say. It was a steel-blue day, the ground battened down, ridged with hard bars where the frost could grip it flat, the sky like an iron plate, a forbidding day, no cheer or hope in it. The horses were restive, Doro's mare needed handling. Words, Rex, Tony shot at her. Indoors, he's hurt his wrist somehow. Always got something, Tony muttered. Doro, usually so eager a champion, said nothing. They rode in utter silence. From time to time, Tony glanced at her. A dull ache was in his heart, and, as well, most conflicting emotions, a very lively hatred of Pan. But girls got over things, of course. Doro would. It was early days to expect her to have forgotten entirely, come to think of it. And as they rode, the horse's hoofs beat out to Doro, Pan has gone, Pan has gone. Only yesterday they had walked together in the sunshine, and everything had seemed so wonderful, and as if it would never end, could not. And with that thought, a little warmth of comfort grew in her heart. Pan would write, Pan would come back. There was no doubt in her heart. Only something very imperative could have called him from her now. Ah, how could she harbor one smallest thought of doubt, remembering— and with these memories her face paled and flushed like scarlet and white roses in the dawn. And oh, and oh, his coming back, how wonderful it would be! She could not bear not to ask one question. Do you think it will be very long before Pan comes back? She saw Tony's dark face twitch. He looked at her very straightly, and said hardly, All I can tell you is he's gone. I, I grasp that. Doro ventured with a pathetic attempt at gay satire. For the nth time, Tony was fighting over the question, should he tell Doro the whole truth or not? Pembroke had advised, decidedly not. Do no good, he had said sapiently. Only make the child feel he's ill-treated, having no pay. Girls find it more romantic for a lover to be penniless, God knows why. Anyway, they don't think so after marriage. 
but provide a girl with few good obstacles to surmount and begad tony she's off to get over em before you can say jack robinson no no my lad you lie low and say nothing least said soonest mended and silence is never so golden as when it's a real asset don't go giving doro any details to hang pity or hero worship on let her stay as she is and stand clear yourself once let her think she's ill-used or he is then there'll be the devil to pay i know women tony had found this sound advice in the smoking-room at three o'clock in the early morning but somehow under the hard glare of noon which showed doro's face to be pitiful and tired he was not so certain he approved it but after all what could he say to doro if he said anything he must seem to know everything whereas if he did not speak he spared doro's forced confidence he decided to keep silence they stopped for lunch at g s delightful of you she said welcoming them warmly and where's rex once more the story of a hurt wrist g made no comment she never offered comment on any illness rex had but she would far rather have had each one herself they lunched at a little round table on which g s first hyacinths bloomed heavenly perfume g said only only as a flower as a scent n b g as rex says doro my dear apropos of perfume remember this there are three things a woman to have charm must cultivate but use very delicately they all begin with the same letter and are perfume passion and perception a right and judicious adaptability of one's life and emotions in these three instances and a woman should go far some go a good way without the last quality tony said too far the wrong sort g retorted crisply doro was conscious of a great fatigue g s conversation tony's seemed aimless she was thankful when they could ride home at home at least she could sit in her room and remember the days of memory began the nights when one thinks back and back and recreates the shining hours and in imagination kisses and is kissed again the first few days were a torment waiting for the letter which should have come and did not casually then tony mentioned pan had gone to india of course letters took a long while from there doro who had never studied geography much pored over maps now a month passed too no letter came of course it would come she would find it on her tray one morning frantically she willed pan to write her faith did not falter yet she thrust each doubt away from her with passion spring came and with it a recrudescence of all the old longing which was so headlong which held her so helpless a victim oh pan pan to be close in your arms again to be kissed once more the soft sweet nights with their drooping winds and thousand fragrances of tender growing things became a torture doro grew thin the gorgeous greenness of her eyes was shadowed by the rings round them as if wet violets had been pressed there and left their faint imprint still she believed she had to believe she was too young not to there was no end to love 
there could not be if it was love and if those kisses those words had not sprung from love then all the world was false she slept very badly scarcely at all on some nights a desolate longing took the place of kindly effacing sleep she used to lie in the window-seat her face to the stars and think back each night held one hope to-morrow was near it might bring a letter the almond blossom in the avenue francesca had planted behind the rose garden burst into soft lovely flame quite suddenly rex came to tell doro of it his eyes shining with delight it's heavenly he said come on doro you adore it it was a morning of brilliant vividness when every leaf shone emerald and the sky was sheerly blue with densest white clouds which sped across it as if playing against the blueness and the whiteness the almond blossom shone in a glory of keen rose startlingly beautiful so lovely one's breath was caught stand here rex said just here he guided her until she stood in the centre of the grassy space between the trees now look straight down the avenue it was like looking into the heart of a rose and at the sight of that sweet loveliness doro's grief came back upon her intolerably the laughing beauty of the day was like a blow upon an open wound it was all so happy she herself so utterly forlorn she turned to rex and looked at him he met her glance with a strange gravity he did not ask boyishly or even with that curiosity which so many people feel or would have felt what is it he did not speak at all for a little while and then he said it's a little blinding all this riot of colour he slid a hand into her arm walking back at the house they separated in the night a sleet storm fell doro listened to it when it was over she crept out her windows had had to be shut the air felt close she found herself suddenly so it seemed to her in a part of the gardens she did not recognize she looked with weary bewilderment at the line of stripped shivering trees before her but surely behind her was the rose garden these trees had been the almond blossom glory she looked up a few ghostly petals clung to bare branches one fluttered down like a pale tear falling End of chapter thirteen recording by Mary Selkwee